Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Fitness Podcast. So today is episode 59, and I'm really, really looking forward to having this guest on. I have heard this guest talking on a number of podcasts, been following her for a while. So this week's guest is Sophie Grace Holmes, uh, or at Sophie Grace Holmes on Instagram. Sophie is a PT, endurance athlete, adventurer, CF fighter, sports director and Under Armour UK athlete, and she is currently training for an Iron Man or Iron Lady or whatever they may call it these days. But thank you so much for coming on today, Sophie. I really, really appreciate it. Hello, and thank you. No, it's like an absolute honor to finally get this in the diary as well, because I know we've been trying for a little while, but I'm excited to be on and excited to get chatting. I know we were talking off air about the mental routines that the two of us have been working, but in particular, your your routine is a little bit crazy at the minute. You are training for an Ironman at the minute. How is the training going? Yes, I am. And it's very eye-opening, actually, because I have done quite a lot of ultra-endurance events now. Um, and so I do understand what it takes to kind of get your body and mind fit enough. However... Embarking on an Ironman is a really interesting journey because I've, I've actually, for the first time ever, by the way, as well, actually got a coach for something like this. I've, I've self-coached um, through everything else, slash just turned up and done them. Bit crazy. Um, but with this, like, it's so interesting to kind of really understand what it's actually going to take because obviously it's three disciplines and I'm definitely not a swimmer. So um, having swimming lessons has been really eye-opening and thankfully not too much to work on. But you know with it being three disciplines with a time limit it's going to be taking up 10 to 12 hours per week of training for the next six five six months which is basically in my head like a part-time job which is amazing but at the same time it, it is very time consuming and you it does kind of show you one if you can two if what you're made of and if you can simply be dedicated and disciplined enough to get it done but also who's actually supporting you through this journey because I remember I spoke to a client of mine who's actually done an Ironman and he kind of said like, I actually just didn't see my family for six months and I now understand what that means. But I am loving the journey and I'm really finding it interesting to kind of find out how my body's adapting and how it's kind of reacting to the different styles of training from all like the brick training and um, different types of run uh, training because I've got like obviously longer runs, I've got fartlek sessions and then I've got drills in the pool and then long bike sessions and then drills on a bike and it's just like a madness but it's amazing and yeah I'm excited to see what happens next I'm more excited to say I'm excited to get down that red carpet because I think that is probably going to make me cry to be honest and how's how close are you to the event I've still got five months so I've still got a little bit of time but that for me I think is going to fly by because as you mentioned previously our schedules are so crazy but I feel like I just have to blink and a month's gone by like we're already in February and January for me was kind of went by so fast because I ended up traveling to America and I did all these different things and now we're here and we're five months down the line like in five months time I'm going to be embarking on my Ironman literally five months to the day tomorrow actually and how do you find to kind of manage the rest days and stuff like that or do you have rest days in yeah so um so the guy that's coaching me is a very old friend of mine Tom um and he's an amazing coach anyway because he's um GB up and coming 800 meter coach and marathon coach and all these things. And he's got all these different experiences. And he said to me, I know what you're like. I'm making sure that I schedule you two rest days per week, but they'll be separately. So I think it's like four days on one day off. Um, Cause he was like, otherwise I know you're like, you'll get too excited and you'll get carried away. But he was like, with that, we're going to have to be training twice a day. 
because one you need rest and recovery because I think there's a saying that I keep a saying that I keep seeing actually around on Instagram that says um train hard but recover harder and I do completely agree with that so I've got my recovery sleep routines down to a T now because I do believe if you don't allow your body to rest and recover and how do you expect it to perform 100% and the fact you've, you've spoken about sleep sleep is one of those massive things that I think a lot of people don't realize how much of an impact it can have on your body if you don't get enough sleep and I was lucky enough to have Alan Flanagan on talking about it as well and I always talk about the book why we sleep and I don't think people realize how much sleep actually impacts on people's bodies um, and you were you were to, we were talking off air about kind of downtime and kind of struggling to kind of have a little bit of downtime and turning off and stuff like that how do you kind of work that around your sleep if you're kind of struggling to kind of relax in the evenings See, that's a really good question because um do you know i used to be that person who used to underestimate the value of sleep and recovery and now i am really strict with what times i go to bed in comparison to what times i get up um for me i actually find it quite easy to wind down so long as I've done the things that I've set out to do in that day because every single day I will like set a task list and just get it done um but I think it's more so like the understanding as to why like if you don't understand why you need all these things and need extra sleep and need to do your rest and recovery properly I think you don't ever really put it into play like I started probably doing this about six months ago because I back in September rode the length of Britain on my bike which was a thousand miles in nine days and admittedly didn't really train for it but we we smashed it anyway thankfully we had one of my friends dad's chaperoning us up the country and that really made me realize the importance because after that period of time we did the event and I actually got a bit ill because I just thought oh just have a few days off and then get straight back on it and I think sometimes you get pushed back into these things your body does things to make you realize and so for me I will be in bed by 9 30 10 every single night no matter what um I think my friends think I'm a bit crazy now because I'm like right anyway must go it's 9 30 I'm going to bed and they're like sorry what it's 9 30 and then I've got a friend like he doesn't go to bed till like two in the morning and I'm like oh my god like you're missing out on like precious time here like for me like I've reaped the benefits of having that routine of getting up at the same time going to bed at the same time having the morning routine, having the evening routines, because I thrive on performance and wanting to achieve certain goals in my career and in my fitness. And if you're tired and you don't feel great due to lack of sleep, then things just get a bit fuzzy and you want to kind of like clear up those blurred lines. I think that what you've said there about kind of having your routine and from having people who are at the top of their pinnacle, strength top of their pinnacle performance and i've had shane finn on i know who you're friendly with i've had brian on i've had ben mudge on and the biggest thing that they make sure is that they have their routine they plan out their weeks ahead of schedule so they know when they're going to be training they know when they're going to be doing their work or their social media or seeing friends and they make it work and i think a lot of us kind of are afraid to kind of say no to people if if they want to meet us up for a cup of coffee or something like that and be come across as rude and stuff like that do you find you've kind of spoken about your inner circle as well uh, do you find that it that you kind of how do i phrase this uh that you have to have your inner circle but you, you're not afraid to say no to those people as well 
Yeah, so another another thing, I, I'm not afraid to say no now. I used to be, because not by that nature that like, I am a people pleaser, and usually I would go over and above to make sure that everybody else is okay, that I've done everything I possibly can for the people that I care about and make sure that I'm helping them and like pushing them and stuff like that. And then suddenly it kind of dawned on me that I was mentally fatigued um, and I was struggling just to complete my own simple tasks, yet was willing to put myself out there for people that potentially maybe wouldn't do the same. And so I tightened up my inner circle because I think if you want to do be yourself especially or you want to achieve anything in life and you really want to push yourself, like you really have to have those people that have your back and like the people that truly support what you're doing no matter how often you're around or even if you have to change plans because training is in the way or things like that because, you know, it can be the difference between you winning and losing and for me, like people know how passionate I am about pushing myself because of my background and pushing the limits and kind of developing myself simply because I can and I never got told that I'd have the opportunity to. So, you know, the biggest thing I, I always advise is no matter how long you've known someone, if they're not supporting you, they're not making you feel good and giving you positive energy, really consider how often you see them, if at all. Um, recently I have more kind of cutaway people um, especially now I'm on this journey of Ironman because it is obviously time consuming and something I really want to achieve and the people that understand are absolutely fine and the other ones you can kind of see that they're either portraying their own insecurities and jealousies onto you because they know that they never have the discipline or dedication to kind of put themselves to something or because of whatever is going on in their own lives and I think it's so important to kind of get yourself into a strong position of your supporters what you want out of life like who you are what you're aspiring for because at the end of the day we get a chance to live every single day and we only die once but for some reason like we don't actually live like that um but I just think it's so important and again I think just like sleep recovery like I think people do underestimate or are too scared to say no or cut people out because of fear of what people think but I've kind of don't really care anymore because at the end of the day the people that I know that are there for me wouldn't judge me anyway the people that do well I don't really have time in my day for that to be honest unless people are wanting to work on themselves because I think especially with social media like we are much more likely to compare ourselves to what people are doing or what they're or what they're achieving because it is a highlight reel but at the end of the day like you need to take a step back and think who you are. Are you a good person and are you benefiting your friends? Because you don't want to just be a taker. You want to be able to give out energy so then it circulates around and in turn everybody then achieves. I think that's huge. And I realized that probably about three years ago, we were talking off air about getting ill and stuff like that. And my social circle was a lot of like going out partying and stuff like that. But I realized when I kind of gave up booze, that that circle got quite small and you realized who were going to be supporting you like i had a, from my background is i used to have a so-called real job i was in a recruitment for five years six years didn't enjoy it at all and then got ill and then got into the whole fitness thing and you find out who is supporting you who is kind of talking behind your back saying why is he doing x y and z 
and then it's funny when they kind of see you kind of progressing a little bit further that they kind of come out of the woodwork a little bit and then kind of like trying to latch on to what you're trying to do uh which is which is interesting you've spoken about there about kind of your background uh sophie for anyone that isn't aware of your story of how you got into fitness and the your whole journey in general about what you're what you have to go through on a daily basis um and i've had a previous uh guest ben mudge on who we've spoken about off air and on air about he also has cystic fibrosis um so can you kind of talk us through your whole background and how you got into everything and how on a daily basis you have to kind of fight those battles yeah of course so i kind of call it my strike of luck although i do believe you make your own luck so I was born actually 10 weeks early. So CF wasn't my only battle when I was born. Um, so I was obviously eager for life. So I came 10 weeks early and I was actually misdiagnosed. So I wasn't diagnosed with CF until I was four months old. And by then I'd already kind of died a couple of times. And it was my mum and dad got told that, you know, she wasn't going to make it. And obviously then I, when I got the diagnosis, they told they were told that I wouldn't make 16 years old. So for them, it was like bringing up a baby to die. But little did they know um, that I am a born natural fighter and I would always give everything that needs to be done to achieve and be healthy and thrive. And up until probably my 19th birthday, like although I'd had hospital admissions and I'd been involved in every single team in school for sport because I loved being the best and went beating all my friends, especially if I had an IV in my arm and I'd still go to PE and still beat them in the bleep test. So that was just me. I loved to kind of be that person. Um, and I used to actually compete 400 metres for county. So, you know, CF would never stop me. And I actually never told my coach that I had CF because I was too afraid that he'd treat me differently. And actually when he did find out, he was going to consider treating me differently. And I said, this is why, you know, I'd rather have not told you because I knew that you'd be scared so when I was 19 like that's kind of where my life began in a way and I feel so lucky because it's given me such a unique life and a brilliant life and such a kind of storyteller life I guess because when I was 19 I became seriously ill and my lung function dropped to 50% which was 50% lower than I was used to and obviously as you can imagine that's quite drastic especially living with a lung disease which cystic fibrosis is so just to recap cystic fibrosis is a life-threatening genetic lung disease which basically isn't very glamorous because it's about a build-up of mucus within your body which if left untreated so I take 80 tablets a day nebulizers and things you're basically your body would end up drowning itself which is really not ideal so I became really sick and my doctors turned and said to me like look so if like CF has finally caught up with you, like, this is it for you, like, I'll give you about two years to live, I'm really sorry. And at the time, I literally laughed and I was like, okay, that's really nice and everything, but I actually have things to do, like, I don't really have time to die, this is not how I envisioned my life. And so that's when it all started with the ultra endurance, because I persuaded the doctors to let me have an adventure, because my outlook is, if you have the courage to live life on your own terms you can achieve anything you wish and I do believe everyone should have the courage to seek their own adventure so I persuaded them to go and let me summit Mount Kilimanjaro which 
was obviously the highest freestanding mountain in the world, standing at 5,895 metres. And they said no. So I turned around and said, that's really cool. So I'm going to go anyway. Like, I don't need your consent. I'm just going to go and do it. And I did sorry come out Kilimanjaro. And in celebration, I did 10 burpees in the summit. And obviously, I was very happy that day. I was very proud. But that this is the problem with ultra endurance. So I sat there and I thought, wow, like, I've done it. But that wasn't too bad. What else could I do? See? So every time you finish an event, amongst the chaos and amongst the hardships and amongst the struggle, you start questioning every single choice you've made. And then when you finish, because you don't give up, like, as long as you can put one foot in front of the other, you continue you then wonder what else your body can achieve. And so from that moment of me being told I wasn't going to make it to what, nearly 10 years later, and now very healthy and kind of pushing for more and kind of achieving things that people with CF shouldn't be able to do. But I do believe like in mindset and I do believe that you were given a journey on purpose because you were strong enough to kind of outlive it. Because obviously they got my parents got told that I wouldn't make 16 years old and yet now I'm very healthy and kind of in a very fortunate position where I've worked hard and now helping other people achieve with CF which is an amazing privilege and I do believe like it's the ultimate highest form of fulfillment I'm literally in awe uh, so that's why I've gone a little bit silent <laughs> apologies um you spoke about there about kind of like beliefs and believing in yourself and kind of given two fingers to whatever medical advice and stuff like that you went up Kilimanjaro did 10 burpees 10 burpees for a lot of people even not not on the top of a mountain where it's tough enough but a lot of people have a lot of self-limiting beliefs and as is if you have any tips for anyone to kind of get over self-limiting beliefs which a lot of us seem to have would you have one two or three points that you could kind of direct someone towards getting rid of those beliefs yeah so firstly I would set um, a goal but a goal so big that it scares the hell out of you because for us to be pushed past our self-limiting beliefs we have to change our behavior now our behavior doesn't change if the goal isn't big enough because if I said to you are oh, Shane like go I'm Shane sorry um you just spoke before I got Shane earlier so I said to you um, if you could go and run like I don't know a mile in six minutes you'd probably say no but I probably believe you could and I think it's one of those things where you need to um, kind of find something that you're passionate about to set this goal and kind of go you know what I can do it and for me one setting that goal really big two putting yourself in the right situation to be able to achieve it because if you're around people that don't believe that you can then you may they probably won't whereas if you're around people that are achieving and doing the similar kinds of things then they will encourage you because it's about the building blocks I put something out on Instagram the other day and um, it, it was about building blocks and about how seeing your fitness as cashing checks in the bank so like not every single session has to be 100% right so, so long as you're doing what you need to do, some days will be 100%, some, be, some days might be 50%. <clears throat> Over time, this gets cashed into the bank. Now, this is the same with self-limiting beliefs. If every single day you work on something to try and achieve something that perhaps you don't believe you can achieve yet, then eventually over time that you will be able to. 
but you have to put the practice into play. You have to take action and you have to cut out the excuses. Um, one of my most favorite phrases actually by my friend of mine called Tom Otten is, it's the excuses you make today will be the regrets you have at the end of your life. Now, you can apply that to self-limiting beliefs because you're probably telling yourself you can't do something, yet have you tried to do it or have you tried to put in a plan to make it happen? Probably not. But if you put those those plans in place and practice them every single day, what will happen is that you will grow in confidence and you will realise what you're capable of. And then you'll realise that you've just achieved that thing that you won't be able to do. And if you do this time and time again, then eventually you will believe that you can achieve anything you put your mind to so long as you are working for it, it doesn't just happen. As I've said, I don't believe in luck. I, I believe you make your own path. That's I, the the Tom Martin. Tom Martin has incredible quotes. I know he's been on Brian's podcast an awful lot, Brian Keane, uh, and like the quotes that man comes out with. But he also put he not only puts out the quotes, but he also believes in the quotes and yeah. pu- puts himself. And that's a big thing. I think a lot of people do they're great at putting out quotes but they may not necessarily actually put them into action but Tom does Tom does ultra events um, so it's 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 uh, it's reinvigorating that someone like that would actually go and push themselves uh, as well not just throwing out stuff for the sake of Instagram well, yeah, and I think that's the thing isn't it like I'm a firm believer if you're going to say something go and do it don't say if you're not going to do it like I have a lot of friends that just say, oh, yeah, I want to do this thing. And I'm like, are you going to do it? They're like, oh, probably not. And I'm like, well, maybe set something that you do actually think you're going to achieve because, like, the feeling of achieving things and appreciating and enjoying the journey getting there is amazing. I heard, so I was talking to one of my friends yesterday and I'm kind of weighing up doing one of two things myself at the minute. And he kind of messaged me and voice messaged me yesterday saying, right, get two stones that are the same weight and one is one choice one is the other throw them of equal distance with the same hand and see which one lands the furthest and whatever one lands the furthest that is going to be the one that you're going to go for oh my god i love that that's cool uh i was like because i know him as a bit of like i know him personally so i I might always assess him as being a messer so but for, for something that philosophical to come out of that man's mouth and to actually make sense um and I did. I did it yesterday. When I went out for the walk, I would. I did it yesterday, and I kind of did. It's kind of scary. What what's what's ahead? And I was talking about it with people this morning. Um, but it's uh, yeah. It was it was really philosophical, and it was, it does make it does make you think. Uh, something such as as small as picking up two stones can help you kind of push you in the right direction, which is interesting. Um, You've spoken about kind of getting out of your comfort zone. And this is a thing that a lot of people don't want to do. Like Freeze Brewery, I think it's, I'm saying that completely wrong, is going on at the minute, which is people jumping in. So for on the first of on the first of the month, they go into the water for a minute, second of the month, two minutes, etc., all the way up to 29 for the whole month of February. And that seems to be a big thing going on in Ireland at the minute. And uh, yeah, exactly. Irish Sea is not warm at the best of times. So you can only imagine it now in the depths of, of winter. Um, and I know a lot of people are doing it and a lot of people are trying to rope me into it because I live probably about five minutes from the sea. Um, and it's one of those things that just, I did it on Christmas Day uh, to jump into that Irish Sea and I don't think I've recovered as of yet. Um, it's important to get out of your comfort zone. Can you talk why about this is kind of so important to kind of tips to kind of get around this? Like you're doing... 
the the Iron Man. You've you've gone up Kilimanjaro. You've done other things as well. But you're also we're talking there's stuff coming up on the business side of things as well, which is important. Yeah. So I do firmly believe that you do need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And it's actually just like, for example, if you don't do what's hard, then life will remain hard. Whereas if you do what's hard, well, life will become easy because you're being able to then push yourself to be able to tackle all kinds of situations. For me, my passion obviously lies lies in physical adventure, especially, especially sorry, ultra where, you know, perhaps only the top 5% of the world are crazy enough to try. And the reason I do so firmly believe that you need to get so conditioned and so happy being out of comfort because amongst all the things I've done, like for example, like last um, June, I tackled the Gulf Stream on a paddleboard. So I paddleboarded from the Bahamas to um, West Palm Beach, Florida. Now, that event was the highlight of why you have to get comfortable in a situation where you're not comfortable because firstly I'd never paddled the ocean on a board I'd only ever done it in a lake and until I got on my board I hadn't really realized this fact that it was going to be so different secondly when you're paddling in the pitch black with no land either side and you've just got your support boat in front of you you really do kind of find out what you're made of because we actually had really bad weather and we had storms and we had flying fish everywhere and there were sharks and all kinds of lovely things I was assured that they were all friendly and I remember so so much that the captain literally was like guys like well done you're three miles in and my heart sank because I was like I'm so tired that I not only am I not conditioned to being awake and you know actually pushing myself at 1am but this weather is so ridiculous that you don't really feel like you're moving anyway obviously we got to the end and I actually randomly came third not sure how that happened um, but it was amongst the struggle where you kind of really dig deep and you kind of really find out your capability. And I think it's very rare to kind of, for a lot of human beings, to push themselves to the point where they realise that they can do things that perhaps they never thought they could do. And you kind of really also find out who you are and what you want out of life. Because I think unless you find yourself in amongst the struggle, like how do you really find that out? Like you could sit at home every day and like live in comfort and that would be great. But how fulfilled would you feel and how much would you achieve? Like, I am a firm believer. I want to look back on life and have loads of stories to talk about, you know, like the times that I did these different things. And because that's what life's about. Like, it's about being enjoyed, but it's about being enjoyed and lived. And most of the time, for us to really experience the happiest moments of our life, that I'd say that have been out of my comfort zone. Like, I climbed um, something in Mont Blanc two years ago. Now, we had to do a 700-meter rock climb. And I'd never rock climbed before, but the catch was we actually didn't have ropes. So the guys were like, look, guys, you can be tethered to each other, but you're not tethered to the mountain. If you slip, you'll die. And I remember laughing, being like, oh, good. It's literally the closest, closest to death as I can probably get. But that mountain was a mountain that kept going and going and going. And then when you get to the top, although the struggle was there, and obviously it was like 50% oxygen, and it was crazy. Like, I've never felt so happy and at peace. But for us to get there, we had to go through an awful lot of discomfort. And I just wish I could transfer that feeling and put it in a bottle and give it to other people for them to understand why you have to push yourself through these things. Because especially when there are days and days of like trekking or running or biking or whatever you're doing, because 
it's that feeling of like the question in your sanity and then kind of hallucinating a little bit and then being like then you get to the end and it's like wow like I can I'm actually really made of bigger things and unless you get out of comfort you'll never discover that that's incredible you spoke about kind of digging deep is there where do you go when you're kind of digging deep or is there one saying that you kind of have in your head or is there a voice or is there someone in your head that isn't you or is you where you go to when you're kind of digging deep Yes, there's a few people. When I when I did the ride across Britain, the uh, phrase I used actually I stole and adapted from Shane. His when he did the ride across America, and mine for that was so long as I keep pedalling, Britain will run out of land, and obviously Britain did run out of land. Um, and I think one of the ultra guys in Dubai, maybe Tom might be Marcus Smith. Um, they always say so long as you you can put one foot in front of the other, you can finish. So, like, if I am tired, I'm like, one, just one step at a time, that's all you have to focus on. And for me, it's about not letting the mind win. I actually spoke to, because I went away to Baltimore in January with Under Armour and um, spoke to one of the athletes, James Newbury, who's, I think, the fifth in the world for CrossFit um, at the moment. And I spoke to him because he's done an Ironman, and he said, so for whatever you do, don't let your mind win. Because our minds are always going to be playing tricks. Like I see it as like having a devil on your shoulder, like they're all the excuse and the options to stop are always going to be there, but it depends on how much defiance and how much you want to achieve it. So the other day when I went and tackled the whole swim for the Ironman and I literally had his words in my head, like, do not let your mind, mind win. Like you have to do this. And lo and behold, I finished the swim and I was like, actually, I did that half an hour faster than I ever expected to be able to do it. Um, and so for me, like, I just had these little phrases that kind of go around in my head and I know like I if I was to give up firstly that would stay with me forever and I'd never forget it and it would be a regret and I don't want that secondly unless I physically can't move but there is no reason for me not to finish like it's just a bit of pain and pain goes away as soon as you stop and eventually the pain will stop because eventually you'll finish the race yeah I, I love that quote from James and I'm, I'm the um, Sophie was talking about Shane Finn, who has been on the podcast before, and I think still I still think Shane's journey across America is still up on uh, Irish TV. You can go on to like the RT player and still watch it. And Shane's been on this podcast before speaking about it, and it's an incredible journey to why Shane did the whole journey and to understand his mindset. Like Shane's body had shut down several times, but he just kept going. Had one one reason why to do it and that was for his cousin um, and it was incredible to kind of listen to that I remember li- talking to Shane and I was literally like nearly in cr- tears listening to Shane talking about that mm. um, so if you're one of my go-to people for kind of positivity and no, for the the quotes that you put up on a daily basis and one of my favorite posts that you put up was not justifying your actions to others as long as you can look in the mirror and justify your actions to yourself. Can you kind of elaborate on these a little bit more? Yeah, of course. So we live in a world where for some reason, for example, if I said to you, oh, I'm so sorry and so sorry, Shane, can't come out tonight. I could just finish the sentence there. But for some reason, we live in a world where we have to tell it, tell somebody the why. But in reality, like, so long as you know in your heart that it was the right decision and it's going to benefit you and whatever you're trying to achieve, we should be so comfortable with 
being able to justify what we're not having to justify what we're doing because the reason that we either feel we should do is due to a lack of confidence or fear of what other people will say and people do generally want to maybe maybe they do want to know but at the same time what you do sometimes find is it, the more you justify your actions to people the more they try and either get you to change your mind or the more judgmental they become because they then realize they'd never have never have what it takes to achieve maybe the things that you're wanting to achieve but i think if you want to do anything the most important person is you and the most important person to be able to talk to is you because you live in your head 100% of the time and i'm a firm believer in nurturing your mental health because you have to um and if you then feel like you have to justify what you're doing to every single person around you. Firstly, it would take you a hell of a lot longer to do anything every day. But also, I'd question as to why your inner circle or your people you are surrounding yourself with have to know every every detail. Because we should only really have to share the things we want to share, especially when we're working so hard on bigger things. Like, if you want to talk about it, then that's great. But equally, you know you will find that people's reactions can be very strange and also that can then make you question yourself, which isn't fair. So I just feel that, you know, as long as you can look at yourself in the mirror every single day and be like, right, today I'm going to do this. Or or the other thing that I'm really bad at is celebrating your success. So, you know, finishing an event and being like, I did it. That's amazing. I'm proud of myself, etc. Like you should be able to look at you, look at yourself, and be like, "This is my strength. This is my weakness. This is what I'm proud of, and this is what I'm doing." Because I think then you'll be much more self-assured, and that in turn will then give you a bigger life and be able to actually live a life that you really want. You spoke about there about kind of celebrating what you've achieved. So if you were to look look ahead in five months when you've completed the Ironman. How will you celebrate completing the Ironman? That's a very good point. My uh, birthday is actually in July. So uh, I'm actually probably going to take a trip out, um, maybe to Italy, um, to enjoy a bit of downtime before embarking on the rest of the year because obviously Ironman takes up a lot of time and energy. And I do believe that we do have to give our bodies back as well. So um, I'll probably celebrate by doing that. But immediately after... Depending on how I feel, depending on what time of day it is, because I have a secret aim um, of what time I want to try and finish this in, um, it probably will involve food, to be honest, because I'm sure that I'm going to be very hungry, and also food is one of my most favourite things, so if anyone's got any good tips for Austrian food, that would be fabulous. Yeah, the schnitzels are the, the main ones that people go for when you're in Austria and stuff like that from being over there. They are... Uh... They can be a little bit heavy, though. I wouldn't advise it after a <laughs> running around like a lunatic for X amount of hours. Um, we are in February, and it's kind of coming up to kind of when people can give up on kind of the post-Christmas uh, goals. And I generally deal with kind of fat loss, and most, most of us do. And a lot of us kind of can struggle kind of making changes we only regret the changes we didn't make the things we are afraid of the decisions we wanted to make this is one of the quotes that you've put up on your instagram and up mm-hmm. on your posts can you kind of explain that a little bit more about how 
to kind of to relate it to someone that's kind of on a weight loss journey of, or has started out on a weight loss journey yeah of course so the way i see this is do you if you want to do you want to be in the position you are now in 12 months time now probably not because i think every person wants to in some way have their life changed hopefully for the better in 12 months time now if you don't take the risk or take the chance to make those things happen or put in the hard work then they're not going to happen and actually you know you've just got to think forward and just think if I put in x amount hours per week if you're going to relate it back to your post-January goal or post-Christmas book goal then you know it's about consistency and just keeping it in your schedule every week at the same time if that's what works for you because at the end of the day, if we are if we are too afraid to take the first steps, then we're going to be missing out, and not only missing out on achieving goals, but missing out on meeting people who could help you or improve your mindset, improve your life. And usually, the things that we are scared to do are the things that we should be doing, because those are the things that are going to bring us the most into our lives. Because I think you would agree, like there's things in life that you kind of say yes to and learn along the way, and they usually take you down the best kind of paths and the best roads. And I am a firm believer that we should all be a bit more of a risk taker. Do not fear failure because, you know, you don't ever fail in reality because you either learn or you get redirected down a path. Because if you can enjoy failure as much as you enjoy success, you're always going to win. And I am also a firm believer that I can't bear with the what if. I'd rather do something and not work out and then figure out something else or find something else to do than think, but what if I'd actually dedicated X amount of time for X amount of months? Like the transformation could have been amazing, not just for your body, but for your mind, for your confidence, the way you see things, the way you see yourself. And I just think if I could encourage one person to step out of their comfort zone, to take that risk, to be consistent over time, like their whole life will change not only just in themselves, but from their their career, from their relationships to their friendships. Like, it's phenomenal if you just simply push yourself. 100%. I think a lot of people, when especially relating it to kind of a weight loss journey, is that a lot of people think that's going to be a straight line uh, of progress. It is 100% not going to be a straight line. There's going to be days you don't want to do anything. There's going to be days you potentially go off the rails in your food. It's going to be... there's going to be weekends you have to incorporate and make a plan you have to, and the plan may need the, the post may need to be moved a little bit more kind of like if you had a goal of say six months for a wedding dress or something like that well then you need to kind of analyze and work your way backwards um and say right i need to kind of i've got a jet dress check-in in like two weeks i've got a dress check-in in kind of like three months down and then you've got one a couple of weeks before the wedding and work your way back and have mini goals along the way kind of get x amount of sessions in book in with a pt book in with a coach or whatever it may be and kind of small little steps along the way and as, as you've kind of said in numerous times on this episode is if you can still put one foot in front of the other you're still going in the right direction yeah, exactly. And I love that analogy you've just said because it's the first time I firmly believe in like set the big goal and then work backwards. Because I think people can get so overwhelmed on the big goal that they don't do anything about it because they don't know where to start. Well, the best way sometimes is to work backwards and just have those building blocks, as you've just said. It, yeah, I, I big time. Um, like this has been an, an incredible 
episode so for this so much i'm definitely gonna have to re-listen to it because this, i've literally scribbled down about two a four sheets with <laughs> all the quotes that you've come out with um so what's coming up next for for sophie uh, you've got the iron man coming up are there talks um adventures the iron man what else is coming up yeah so there's a lot of um big things in the pipeline so obviously for the the challenge at the moment is the iron man however <laughs> um in true james newby style He's actually mentioned another one um, that he was like, I'd love you to do it with me. So it's a 55-kilometer race up 15,000 feet of climbing. Not sure when it is, though. Um, so depending on that, I may do that. Why not? Why not? Who knows if I can uh, finish it right now, but I will finish because that would be a phenomenal experience. Um, searching for something post-Ironman at the moment. I've got a few different options, um, but it will be within line of what I've been training for so it would either be like a really big swim or um something crossing crossing a few countries perhaps in different ways um can't quite give all the details just yet um but I am obviously then doing numerous talks up and down the country um being at like live well women's health live and all these kinds of things which is really exciting because I do love getting out there and talking to people because I think firstly it's great to kind of hear other people's stories and like see what they're up to but also if I can motivate and inspire one person to kind of get out there and do what they want to do then that makes me really happy but I just I'm building on pushing myself to see what can be done post Ironman because the Ironman in reality is a building block towards something else which is the most exciting thing so for me it's just about perfecting what I'm doing at the moment for the greater good for the future especially into 2021 and if anyone was to look for a website or apply for an online coaching with yourself, Sophie, where would they need to go? Yeah, of course. So either straight to my Instagram and drop me a DM at Sophie Grace Holmes or probably the faster way because obviously message requests and things um, at which would be info at sophiegracehomes.com. Perfect. I'm going to put all of that information in the little bio that I write up for the episode. Uh, where people can contact you for that head over to her page give her a follow if you're not following already and listen to everything that she says follow her journey for the iron man and i guarantee if one person as you said um if one person takes anything out of this it was definitely worthwhile recording it so sophie thank you so much for giving up some of your time today to kind of have a chat it's it's been incredible uh, i love your mindset i wish you the very best of luck with your the, the training for the iron man and the business which we were speaking about off air as well and everything that's kind of coming for you as well oh thank you so much it's been an absolute pleasure to be on and uh probably could tell i could talk all day i know yeah <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much sophie if you have enjoyed the episode guys please do tag myself and sophie up on your story so sophie's instagram handle is at sophie grace holmes and uh, guys thank you so much for listening i really hope you enjoyed it and i'll talk to you very soon